0: And that's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams show. And I'm so happy that we're joined by Tori Lindemann from torisays.com. Tori, welcome to the Scott Adams Welcome back to the Scott Adams show. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it has. We should be doing this more often. Uh, Good morning to everyone out there in the tri-state area, Philly and New Jersey. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: You know, we we actually do our own show. It's just in a private call, like almost every day. So right, you know, Tori and I bounce (laughs) bounce ideas off of each other like almost daily, don't we?
1: Yes, we do, and it's the best type of conversation because it's when, you know, you bounce off ideas of another that you have that aha moment and say, wait a minute, we didn't think of that. Kind of like earlier today where we were talking about these impeachment proceedings, and, you know, I kind of said... Where's Maxine Waters? Wasn't she the one screaming in Peach 45? And we've not heard you know, No, Tori,
0: that's a great question. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. You have a lot of stuff on the plate that you can bring to the table. But right now, Catherine Herridge uh, is going to talk about uh, this transcript that's been released. So we're going to actually talk about that. We're going to listen to it. So you want to listen to it together, and then we'll talk about it afterward? Okay. Yes, Hang and on. I'm
1: reading
2: along
0: as well while she talks. All right, here we go all right so let's see what we got
2: thank you bill and good morning we have reviewed the transcript and let's just walk folks at home through a TikTok of events this call took place on july twenty fifth it was a half-hour call between nine oh three and nine thirty three a m and the transcript is approximately five pages in length it begins with the president congratulating the ukrainian president on his election victory then they have a very specific discussion about foreign aid the president says the u.s. is a strong supporter of ukraine and then he complains that the europeans are not doing enough to support that country and then this is the key part of the transcript there is an ask for the president to the ukrainian counterpart and it reads I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. That appears to be a reference to the hacking of the Clinton emails in 2016. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. And then he continues. This is the most fulsome discussion of Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. There's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. That's Attorney General William Barr. Biden went about bragging that he stopped the prosecution, so if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Then the Ukrainian president responds, talking about the prosecutor he will have in place to look specifically at this issue that relates to the natural gas company, Burisma. He states, he or she will look into the situation specifically to the company that you mentioned in this issue. The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue to restore the honesty. Seems to be a reference to integrity, sort of anti-corruption. So we will take care of that, and we will work on the investigation of the case. Mr. Trump then responds, I will have Mr. Giuliani give you a call and I'm also going to have Attorney General Barr call and we will get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you will figure it out. The key thing from the initial reading of this transcript bill is that there are not multiple references as widely reported to the former Vice President and his son based on our count, There's a key reference and then some follow on references, so a handful approximately three and then i would also emphasize that there is no clear link in the transcript be- between this withheld aid and the promise of a prosecution in this particular case bill
0: okay so what do we know about how all this unfolded there you you go to doj this morning and what what happened after that katherine
2: Well, we've learned more uh, from Justice Department officials about the the tick-tock of events. So what we now know through our briefing is that it was White House officials who told the whistleblower about this call between the president and the Ukrainian president. They also confirmed that the whistleblower did not have first-hand or direct knowledge of the complaint and the phone call and then there's a very important quote i hope you can bring up from what's called an office of legal counsel opinion this is a legal opinion from the justice department on the whistleblower it says although the icig so that's the intelligence community inspector generals preliminary review found quote some indicia that means indications of an arguable political bias On the part of the complainant, complainant is the whistleblower in favor of a rival political candidate, the ICIG, the watchdog, concluded that the whistleblower's allegations nonetheless appeared to be credible. So what we learned is that White House officials were familiar with the call. They passed that information to the whistleblower. The inspector general for the intelligence community recognized that this was hearsay or secondhand information and that also the whistleblower had some kind of political bias but he still felt that the allegations were credible enough to investigate. That set into motion a series of events over the last month. There was a referral to the Justice Department, also a referral to the FBI, over whether the president's ask on that phone call amounted to a campaign finance violation. So what they had to show legally is that the president's ask for information related to the Bidens was a, quote, thing of value. And what Justice Department officials have told us is that this ask did not reach that threshold. So a criminal investigation was not opened. And they consider the campaign finance violation element of this to be closed bill.
0: Wow. Okay. so that's pretty much the rundown of everything that we have been anticipating and waiting for. What is your take on that, Tori?
1: Well, okay, so while she was giving the rundown on it, she left one part that was super huge. And that is talking about the U.S. ambassador, um, uh, you know, the U.S. ambassador to the United States uh, from the Ukraine. And that was actually transcribed wrong they were talking about um, someone that played a key role with Fusion GPS in the Ukraine, and that's Marie-Louise Yovanovitch. Yes. She was the United States ambassador to the Ukraine, appointed by Barack Hussein Obama, and get this, in August of 2016. And she was fired on the 20th of May this year. So uh the um so Ukraine pretty much asked President Trump any information on her would be great because we want to get to the bottom of corruption. So
0: she was just hired to clean that up.
1: Yes, exactly. And here's the thing, she has links with um Diane Feinstein's office through Daniel Jones of the Penn uh quarterly group. Okay,
0: now I'm glad you brought up Daniel Jones because mm-hmm. Our li- well, hang on. Our listeners don't know about Daniel Jones, but you and I had one of our phone calls, right? And I was talking to you about a 1983 New York Times article talking about the a mole, in quotes, a mole, in the Reagan White House, where Stefan Halper was basically trying to overthrow James Baker, the chief of staff at the time. And... Daniel Jones was the whistleblower on that particular story way back then. And now you have new information about Daniel Jones' role with Feinstein, and we're going to get to that after the break. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. We're on with Tori Lindemann. Stay tuned.
3: Today, Venezuelans are starving, and they're dying from lack of medicine, doctors' help. According to UN Human Rights Commissioner Madero's Cuban trained death squads have.
0: There's our multitasker in chief, uh, sitting down with bilats with, uh, the Venezuelan, uh, contingent and, uh, some, some other leaders and, uh, given, given a speech. And, um, and here we are, you know, talking about this. Uh, Transcript that was released. I think it's a bad precedent, number one. I think it's a poor precedent. And now it opens the floodgates. Let's go ahead and release all of Obama's uh, phone calls, especially the ones related to when he hired Uh, I can't even pronounce the name, Tori, but uh, Tori Lindemann is on with the Scott Adams show right now, and she's going to share something with with, uh, our audience that a lot of people don't know and that Catherine Herridge, when we listened to what she was bringing to the table with regard to the transcripts, kind of um, stepped over. Tori, what is your take on that? Yeah.
1: So, um, so this was very interesting because as we were listening to this, I was reading through the transcript. And just a note: this release of transcript makes me wonder that this was they walked right into the trap. Maybe we planted information about this call so that we can weed out more leaks and, you know, kind of like what Schumer said, oh, it doesn't matter if we have the transcript, you know, it's what the whistleblower says. So it's not about the facts. It's what hearsay has to say. I heard about a call that heard about a call, which is really dumb. But here's where the kicker is. This is how you walk in and you open up the floodgates because we need the server for CrowdStrike. We need the server because we already know that they they superimpose the digital footprint uh, to make it look... Uh, Russian when they used a Chinese code that was actually talked about in 2016 by the Cyber Command here and they were told to bottleneck it and that the FBI took over this is in August of 2016 because they traced it back to the Ukraine back then saying well, we, that it was Ukraine using that, China- that
0: guy, that guy, Dmitry, uh, whatever his last name was, he was uh, part of the Atlantic Council. We were talking about that on the Scott Adams show yesterday. Right. And right. this it- guy was the uh, owner of CrowdStrike. Right, but here's the and key, can I go with James Clapper, by the way. Right,
1: but when the the the, the Cyber Command here uh, s- made that statement, and I'm still trying to find that C-SPAN video; it's been deleted completely off YouTube. Um, President Barack Hussein Obama appointed. Um, uh, a new ambassador. Her, she used to be the ambassador to Armenia and before that, Kyrgyzstan, right? Uh, her name is Marie Yavanovich. and here's what the transcript reads. Take a listen. The issue of the – this is uh, President Zelensky to President Trump. He says a few things about his prosecutor, then he moves on and says – The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. So we will take care of that and and we'll work on the investigation of the case. He's referring to CrowdStrike. On top of that, I would kindly ask you if you have any additional information that you can provide to us, it would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure that we administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine. As far as I recall, her name was Ivanovich. It was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you 100%. Her attitude towards me was far from the best as she admired the previous president and she was on his side. She would not accept me as a new president well enough. Now, here's the thing. The way this was translated makes it seem like their ambassador for the Ukraine to the United States is Yovanovitch. But actually, we fired Yovanovitch, that was the ambassador of the United States in the Ukraine just a couple months ago. And she was appointed on the 18th of August of 2016. And here's the thing, she's highly linked. And when was she fired? Pardon? When? She was replaced. She's out of the Ukraine um, as the ambassador there for the U.S.
0: And when? how long ago was that? Years ago? Or? 20, 2019.
1: Wow. Okay. Wow. So we just fired her. She was appointed on August of 2016, and she just got fired in 2019 I see. and has no other
0: ambassador position. Wow. And she's she's been an Obama surrogate pretty much
1: right no one's been appointed we have an acting and that's
0: why and that's exactly why the evidence that was being passed along to the doj was being blocked by her
1: wait i'm going to tell you something even cooler you want to hear this yes so you know that i've been following this durham right and i've got sources and eyes everywhere where here's the funny thing in may guess where durham was in europe ukraine Yes, and she got <laughs> fired then and we have William Taylor acting as ambassador. so we don't even have an ambassador because we're purging the embassy there because apparently the actual server was backed as collateral somewhere in the Ukraine. So when we say indictments are falling, they're going to fall so hard. this woman, Yovanovich, is probably being indicted under seal. She's been fired. We have an acting ambassador, so it's not like she was replaced.
0: So this is a act- lot like you know what's been going on with the UK, with Italy, with uh, Aus- Australia. Uh, these liberal leaders were protecting the deep state and the globalists and Barack Obama, and they're flipping. And in Italy, it's moving conservative. Uh, you know, you have conservative leadership wherever the spies were, Italy. UK, you know, with the the, the five eyes, you know, partners, all these leaders, these states that were once run by liberals and globalists and socialists are, are moving to the right. Morrison in Australia, uh, Boris Johnson in UK, uh, we got Giuseppe Conte in Italy, you know, I mean, you go around the globe and now with Ukraine, you got Zelensky, right? I mean, this is all really great stuff for Trump and bad news for the deep state.
1: Okay, so the deep state is really shaking because I'm going to read you the first two sentences of President Trump's response after President Zelensky said this. Listen to what he said. Well, she's going to go through some things. I'll have Mr. Giuliani give you a call, and I'm also going to have the Attorney General Barr call when we will
0: get to the bottom of it.
1: Wow. So he... He said she's going to be going through some things.
0: Wow. I wonder what that that means. Probably indictment, right? What does that tell you?
1: And and that's the thing. Uh, You know, we have this uh, transcript that was released, and I think... President Zelensky and President Trump were on the same page about this.
0: So President Trump tweeted an hour ago. He says, "Will the Democrats apologize after seeing what was said on the call with me, uh, with the Ukrainian president. They should. A perfect call got them by surprise. (laughs) You know, I don't see anything in that call. Uh, that is a quid pro quo, number one, that was not a quid pro quo. And number two, he's the chief law enforcement officer in the land, and he was basically trying to solve a crime. And he asked for some support and help. Well, here's the thing. And the, the AG already deemed, and the Department of Justice already deemed it not a violation of any FEC violation.
1: Right, but the the Ukraine played a role in this. So us asking about the server and stuff like that is not quid pro quo. What, b- besides, anyway, the facts show us that we already have the information we want because she was fired. So this happened months ago. And what people don't seem to realize is, is that we have to be patient. Kind of like everyone's like, why are they still walking around? Be patient because this has to be ironclad. This has right. to be done at the right time. And not only that, but sure to it's only been... So that you-
0: Ooh. and it's only been recent that uh, the gatekeepers that are and the blockers have been removed from office just recent you know yeah. so these things are happening in the right and going in the right direction. We'll be back in a moment. Hold on to your seats buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with the Scott Adams Show. And we're back. My name is Scott Adams. And we're joined by Tori Lindemann from torysays.com. Tori, um, go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and expand on what you were saying. Uh, I think it's very interesting uh, about the uh, Ukrainian ambassador that got hired in August 2016 to clean things up. She was a Trump hater, uh, you know, an Obama. Crony that uh, was all wrong for all the wrong reasons, and even Zelensky said she was a big part of the problem, wasn't she?
1: Exactly, and that's the thing. And um, for all those listening, I will be contributing an article through LauraLumer.us today, where it breaks down exactly. Uh, How this transcript, one, sets a precedent that is very alarming but works to our advantage, and two, tells us which fired Obama appointee actually coordinated the Russia hoax in the Ukraine. This is a very big deal um you know uh from that perspective because this transcript release actually can um pretty much annihilate all protections the democrats had under Barack Hussein Obama's first executive order 13489 which sealed all presidential records wait go go ahead, be fun- let's
0: let's back up again because I kind of missed that um so so go ahead into that again about how this transcript what what go ahead well, basically, all com- all all uh,
1: all conversations that a president has with a foreign leader are sealed, and those become part of presidential records, right? Now, if we remember, the first day that Barack Hussein Obama took office, what did he do? He signed Executive Order 13489, which was to seal presidential records. The fact that he was forced to release a transcript with a discussion with a foreign leader and or ambassadors and 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 means that that executive order can now be challenged correctly. And how much you want to make a bet that we've got transcripts of conversations between Obama. Obama and Yanovich. Yovanovich, how how much wow. you want to make a bet?
0: Not just that, but Rumani Zarif, uh you know you can go around the world and
1: say and it's like it backfired on them and you know it's kind of like they celebrated pushing this impeachment inquiry to look like they've initiated impeachment proceedings which they can't by the way right not only that they've infuriated uh people of the house uh you know making statements as such because there's a representative uh that went forward and said you know bottom line Mine is they want to remove Nadler now for taking initiative and saying we're officially doing an inquiry when no vote was passed. So they're trying to remove him. They went ahead of themselves all for, you know, full speed ahead to cover themselves. Because do you know how many are sitting in the House and Senate on both sides of the aisle that participated in this? Tons. So they're all coming down. And we have to remember this controversy with the Ukraine is a pretext so they can start the impeachment proceedings. But it's not about the Ukraine, right? It is exactly because they wanted to get grand jury material from Mueller's investigation. This is why they went with it. This is why this whistleblower who got this leak supposedly and heard about a phone call that happened, I'm pretty much sure that that was a plant leak. I mean, how do you find a leak in your tire or in your pipe? You run some water or air through it, right? This was the air and the water. Let's run it through the pipeline and see who bites. And they bit. And they were like, this is the way we get grand jury material <laughs> from Mueller's investigation by starting this Ukraine controversy. But what they forget is, is that not everybody has a short memory. You know, Biden, as we know, was appointed by Barack Hussein Obama in 2014 to be the point of contact for the Ukraine. Right. Within that same frame of 60 days, his son was appointed director of this company, Burisma, that was already under investigation and that had just been closed. That investigation was closed on Burisma before Hunter Biden became director.
0: That's a quid pro quo because he was hired because the father would fire the prosecutor.
1: But they even said it themselves. I posted an article yesterday where the company itself said the company strategy is aimed at the strongest concentration of professional staff and the introduction of best corporate practices. And we're delighted that Mr. Biden is joining us to help achieve these goals. That was Alan Apter, the chair of Burisma. That was a statement. Mm-hmm. So this is in 2014. So now Hunter is the director. And at that At that time, Shokin, who used to be like an assistant attorney general, assistant prosecutor general who was investigating Burisma, was appointed prosecutor general. So he started the investigation again. So at the end of 2015, Viktor Shokin had been investigating the oligarch, um, Mikola Zhelevsky of Burisma, and he was on it since 2012. Even though it was shut down, he restarted it, talking about NGOs. They were really PO'd about all these antifas that were showing up, anti-Ukraine, anti-Russian, all pro-Europe, and they found out it was linked to ANTAC USAID, which, by the way, ANTAC, you know, that nonprofit that's funded by Soros? Yes. Believe it or not, guess who made the web page? The Kingdom of the Netherlands. It literally has their logo on it. So why are the Netherlands creating pages for George Soros? It's like it's a European <coughs> Union effort, right? So he got upset. He started prosecuting them. And then, boom, you know, there's they need money because that country, the Ukraine, is in debt. 20 times their country's worth that's how they get you they give you loans to launder the money elsewhere so it's like the politician gets 100 million euros they pocket 20 million and they send the 80 million where they're told to send them this is how money laundering happens and this is why crimea voted to not go with the eu and go with russia what they call annexing right because they didn't want to be part of that Mm -hmm. so this is where all of this went down and now Joe Biden says, oh, you need this loan and the U.S. is going to back it. You either fire him or not. But that's not the point only. Not only did he get Shokin fired, but he had the Ukraine hire Lutenko. Do you know who Lutenko is?
0: No, tell us.
1: He used to be the interior uh, minister, the minister of the interior of the Ukraine in the early 2009, 2010, right? And he was caught for quid pro quo and corruption, and he was thrown in jail. So he went to jail, and he was tried, and he was in jail. He was sentenced to four years, and right before the president, the fourth president of the Ukraine, left office, he submitted to have him pardoned. And that is who Joe Biden wanted as prosecutor general. But there was a problem. That guy, Luchenko, didn't have a law degree. So not only did Joe Biden extort them to fire their prosecutor general, and hire the guy they wanted, but he forced them to change their laws because before they can instate Luchenko as prosecutor general, they had to change Ukrainian law saying, hey, you could be the top lawyer in our country without a law degree. So they changed the law to appoint him. This is just how far it goes. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he got him fired. He did more than that. He had them change their nation's bylaws, their rules, their regulations, their constitution in order to install his guy
2: which was Richinko.
0: Wow. Well, wow. hey, I want to um That's break awesome. away to uh Lindsey Graham really quick. He's given a statement. Let's uh let's yes. let's let's check this out.
3: Uh, be fired if you think he's corrupt and it's in the national interest of the United States a lot of people felt the guy was corrupt but the one thing that I think is has to be dealt with here is that the son of the vice president was receiving a lot of money from the Ukraine and some of the sources of the funds were under investigation by the prosecutor I don't know what the right answer is I just hope somebody will look at it and I don't mind the president bring up the idea maybe the guy was fired but of a conflict of interest. But how, is it, how is it not inappropriate that the president asked the president of another country to look into a political rival who's running for election, possibly against him if we went to the primary next year? At. At. I think it's very appropriate for the president of the United States to suggest that you got a corruption problem and this prosecutor that was fired maybe it was because he was corrupt or maybe because he was looking, uh, looking at something close to America here, the vice president's son was receiving money from the Ukraine, was on a board of a company that was the subject of investigation. The question that got me going was, did the president of the United States suggest to the Ukraine, I will withhold money unless you go after my political rival? The answer is absolutely not. That's why I wanted the phone call to be released. I wanted Mueller to do his job, and he was able to do his job. The phone call was released. Now I want to know from the whistleblower, who told you about the phone call if you were not on it yourself? Who is it in the system that went to this person? Why did they pick this person to tell about a phone call? And why did the whistleblower file a complaint about something they had no direct knowledge of?
1: Do you want but the Senate Judiciary General- well, Committee to be involved
2: at all in, uh, the the,
3: the Senate sent it all to the Intel committee. Okay. So
2: the Democrats well, have uh, asked you to bring in Attorney General Bill Barr to ask him about all the this. the yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. behind the keys. Will you invite
3: them? I, I it's my understanding that the case has been referred to the Intel committee, but I will look at what happened here. I mean, before I knew what was in the phone call, I said it's a privilege matter clearly But the aura around the phone call was disturbing. Did the President of the United States take money that was going to the Ukraine and threatened to withhold it if he did not get help in his reelection the answer is no did Joe Biden threaten to withhold money if you don't fire somebody in the Ukraine yes maybe there's a good reason to do that but here's the the elephant in the room the person you asked to be fired was investigating companies that your son was part of. now somebody needs to look at that I don't care to look at it somebody outside of politics from my point of view Joe Biden's an honorable decent guy but there there's an obvious conflict here, and it's okay to talk about an obvious conflict. But many Western allies and uh, people like the National Monetary Fund also have to be removed. Did any of them have a family member working in the Ukraine? So it may be justified that this guy was corrupt. I don't know, but I do know this, that the person arguing for him to be fired had a conflict of interest. And if you don't see that conflict, you're blind. If you don't see that there's a double standard here when it comes to Trump and everything Everybody else, you're blind, you're willfully blind. If this had been a Republican, you would be asking, what relationship did your son's involvement in the Ukraine have to your decision to call for the guy to be fired? Did the New York Times tip off the vice president? There's mm-hmm. an investigation that involves companies that your son may be part of. I'm not accusing them of anything, but there is plenty of conflict here that somebody should look at.
2: The whistleblowers complaint, though, according to reporting, is not just about okay. this. Okay, so that's
3: Lindsey Graham
0: here. All right, so, you know, uh, Tori, we're going to take it to a break, but uh, <clears throat> the reason why Lindsey Graham Important is because he's the other side of the he's the flip side of that impeachment coin, and right now he sees no problem with the call. So that's kind of a a kind of a, a good good news thing. We're going to take this really quick to a break. We only have about a minute before we come back. And i we'll be back in just a moment. Times Square only a half a block away from the New Year's Eve ball drop, exposing your brand to millions of people and putting you on top. Visit scottadamshow.com and click on the advertise tab to learn more about the terrific opportunity to promote save and win. Call 215-592-1600 now to learn more about the great opportunities of billboard advertising. That's 215-592-1600. Call today. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with the Scott Adams Show. And we're back. My name is Scott Adams, and we're joined by Tori Lindemann from ToriSays.com. You can also check out our show, podcasts at ToriSays.com. Uh, she has a two-hour live show every day. And Tori, um, we're talking about Ukraine, and we're talking about things that the mainstream media is not talking about. And what would you like to, You know, I know you have a lot of ideas and things floating through your head about this subject. Where would you want to take us next? Here.
1: Well, I the the thing that people need to understand that if this was if the shoe was on the other foot and say President Trump did something like this not even as vice president but as civilian Trump to help his son, right? This would be 24 seven wall to wall coverage. They are trying to cover for Biden. And it's not just for Biden. They're protecting Barack Hussein Obama. But they just set that on fire with the release of this transcript. This will annihilate all protections of presidential sealing of documents. This transcript, this conversation between President Trump and President Zelensky was supposed to be de- declassified in 2044. Okay? So basically January 1st, 2045, it was supposed to be released. So think about that for a second. Uh, that, that this was released against the regular rules of releasing presidential calls. Now, think of it this way. Can we now go back and pull out all presidential transcripts that Barack Hussein Obama had with other people? Maybe some special phone calls with Chief Justice Supreme of the Supreme Court, John Roberts. Maybe with the ambassador, you, you know, um, Marie Yovanovitch that they were talking about. Maybe, maybe, because this is a big problem for them. While they're celebrating, what they don't realize is they just annihilated the only shield they had with this precedent. Not only that, you know, they're trying to tell us, oh, we don't care what the transcript says. Uh, we need to listen to the whistleblower. Who's this
0: whistleblower?
1: And how is his, him learning about a phone call more valid than the actual transcript?
0: Right. Not only that, who leaked to the whistleblower? That's going to be interesting Aww. as well. And I we know that this person's a- connected with the Clintons.
1: Right. But I can tell you that the leak The the leak that picked it up to then further leak, right? Because it's never a direct leak. If I was corrupt and I heard about it, I wouldn't be the one saying it. I'd say it to someone else who then would say it to someone else. And then someone at the bottom of the food chain would then say it. You see what I mean? Um, At least twice removed. That's the, the rule of thumb. So here's the thing we know that we have a leak. So all we have to do is trace back communications from this supposed whistleblower back at least two steps to find out who was the one that's in there that's still a mole. And you know how we know? Remember when Daniel Jones headed the... Um, Huge Barack Hussein Obama directed CIA torture report. Do you guys remember that? The six years that they took under Feinstein's direction where Daniel Jones led the investigation to find out all of these atrocities of torture that the CIA would do. Remember that? Yes. Okay. That was just a cover. See, by doing that, the the Senate committee and and, and Daniel Jones in himself had access to the highest classified information, covert assets across the planet to be able to parse out this information. They had six years of profiling who was who and who was where, not only within the United States, but our allies. So now, if you want to get something like a Russia hoax done, do you not have a profile book where you can pick and choose which guy will do your job for you? Are you seeing this? No. This is exactly, you get that, right? They literally profiled the most covert CIA assets they had under the guise of torture investigation. You know, because even the president doesn't know all the assets that work for the intelligence community. Right,
0: no, that's Um, understood.
1: Black ops? Yeah. So what this investigation did was allow them to enter that dark area of operatives that nobody would know they're operatives. They could be your bag checker at Walmart. You know, that, uh, you know, execute contract missions, do things remotely, travel and get stuff done. Those, they had access to those people. They have their names. So when they needed something like this to go down, that list with those names and those profiles comes in very handy. And this, it, this comes back to Penn Quarterly Group Penn Quarterly Group Daniel Jones was the sen- the one that set up the Democracy Integrity Group which was funded by Soros and you know the Democrats that funded the Russia Hoax validation but they were the ones that actually hired Fusion GPS and Colonel LLC which was a company owned by Glenn Simpson so it comes back to Daniel <coughs> Jones and who Feinstein and here's the kicker remember um The lying Dr. Ford?
0: Yeah, Blasey Ford.
1: Yeah, guess who was strong-arming the people? A company that was hired by Daniel Jones's company.
0: Right, and Feinstein Feinstein. was the one running that show and pulling the dirty tricks. She's also the one that has the direct contact conduit uh, to China. And and then we're going to find out a lot more about the Bidens in China. And oh is, yeah,
1: because she had that Biden's, spy
0: working. Biden's dead as disco. He's he's the he's the biggest loser in this whole thing. I mean, Biden looked looked like a you know he didn't even answer questions to the press. You know, have you ever? What was the last time you saw Trump dodge a question and you know skirt away from a reporter and not answer their question? Trump is yes. you know basically stand up guy.
1: Look, the press is literally the PR arm for the Democrats. They don't even report news anymore. Okay, let's be honest. Even when they were questioning Lindsey Graham, they're like, isn't it wrong that he asked you know for them to look into crimes that he did? Oh, that's wrong. The fact that they were spying on candidate Trump all this time illegally and that they were investigating a sitting president illegally and they were doing all these things illegally is okay, but asking about legit crimes and quid pro quo with the nation, you know, money-backing as a bargaining chip not a big deal
0: right well Tori we're <laughs> at, we're, we're really at the end of our show but I want to thank you so much for spending time on the Scott Adams show Tori Lindeman you can check her out at To says.com also you have a live show every day you want to tell us about what you're doing There, real quick yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to be breaking this down today for the full two hours. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm live 12 to 2 every day. Uh, you can find me uh, and stream me online. You can find the links through com.
0: All right. Tori, thank so you happy. so much. And I'm going to be on your show in the second hour of your show today. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm Stay tuned. To. Leonora Kravota coming up next on The Scott Adams Show.